Hi, friends, and welcome to the Not Your Parents Religion podcast. I am your host, Pastor Robert Young. I have 30 plus years of pastoring and mentoring other pastors, 30 plus years of church planting and training leaders in evangelism and discipleship. We provide biblical answers to today's tough questions. And today our question is, workplace stress, what does the Bible say about it? Join us as we attempt to dissect this question next on the podcast. Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Not Your Parents Religion podcast. Again, I am your host, Pastor Robert Young. I'm sitting here with my co-host, Jill Young. Hi, everyone. And today our question is workplace stress. What does the Bible say about it? Now, there's many things on a job that could cause uh, stress to a person. Many, many things. And this applies whether you're working remotely or in person. Yeah. So... Let's go over some of the things that might actually cause stress on your job. Yeah, it can be anything from your daily commute. Uh, Some people have to commute long distances and through treacherous traffic. Then when you get there, you still got to find parking. Sometimes it's the people on the job. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) It can be policies that you have to adhere to that you don't even understand and and or don't believe. Don't agree with. Excuse me. Don't agree with. How about a lack of transparency from our management? That that is a big one, isn't it? It could also be your work schedule. It's not helpful for your family, right? Yes. And that's that's the whole point. You're not working to to live. You're living to work. (laughs) That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. Uh, It could be your boss or your human resources. It could be in today's day and age. This is a big one. There's not enough help on the job. People don't want to work. Amen. You know, as we travel in our little area here, I see it looks like, Jill, every business has a sign in the window that says, now hiring. Right. Our favorite restaurant, our favorite restaurant, yep. closes down one day out of the week because they don't have enough help. Yep. I mean, I, yep. I went, we went there one day and it said, we're closed today. We don't have enough help. And I'm like, oh my goodness, what is going on? But these kinds of things and others can potentially cause stress well, on a person. Well, there was one more and I think it's probably the most important one. You don't feel valued on your job. You don't feel valued on your job or heard. Heard or valued. Yes, yes. That could be a big one right there. I get that one. So what does, Jill, what does the Bible say about workplace stress? Because we've been, we presented this series as the Bible being a spiritual book, but we said that the Bible is also a practical book with practical resources in it. So what does the Bible say about dealing with workplace stress? Now, we've searched the Bible and we've come up with, or not come up with, but we discovered some some solutions that the Bible has for stress, regardless of where it's coming from. But it, it tells us what we can do to alleviate some of this workplace stress. One of the things, one of the things that it pays to fortify yourself before going to work. 
right? Actually, I just saw an interview with um, Patrick Stewart, Jean-Luc Picard. Um, Star Trek fame. Yes, well, we're Trekkies anyways. But he's also Professor Xavier, and he gave Hugh Jackman, Wolverine, some advice. And that is to open up a book and get into a book for 30 minutes Mm. each day. And I say that book should be your Bible. Amen. In fact, in fact, we have a scripture and there's tons of, well, there's quite a few scripture that says that very thing. Psalms 5, chapter 5, verse 1 says, and this is uh, David speaking. He said, in the morning will I direct my prayers unto thee and will look up. David is saying, when I get up in the morning, I'm going to read your word and get encouragement for the day. Now, remember, David was a king, so I can imagine he had a few stressors in his day. And during this time, he was a king that was the nations that he was a king over were constantly fighting various enemies. So he had a few stressors in his day. So, yeah, wake up in the morning. Let's make that step number one. Step number one. When you get up in the morning, get into the Bible, read the word of God, concentrate on nothing but that word that you're reading. Don't even think about what you have to do when you get to work. That'll take care of itself. As we said last week, uh, the the things of, of the day will take care of themselves. But get in that word first thing in the morning and direct your prayers and ask God to give you the strength and to help you to make it through that stressful day. Number two, forgive anyone that have harmed you on that job. Right. And what I mean what I mean by harm you is people speaking bad about you, people speaking falsehood about you, people taking the credit for your ideas and presenting <laughs> it to the boss as yeah. if it was their idea. Yeah. <laughs> Those or kinds taking of taking a that idea to the boss of something you want to do and he assigns it to someone <laughs> else to build them up. <laughs> right? Oh my goodness. There's so much stuff that that could cause us to get stressed out on our jobs. But thank God that we have the Bible and a God that loves us so much that he saw this in advance and provided a tool, a resource for us to go to so that we don't have to be stressed, that we can have, as we said last week, Jill, the peace, that passive all understanding. Yes. Amen. Amen. And I would also add that holding grudges, holding grudges isn't the isn't hurting the person that you're holding the grudge on. You're hurting yourself. You're stressing yourself out. Amen. Amen. So don't hold grudges. It's it's counterproductive. Science, and you know how I, we like to include science in our in our religious talk. Science has proven that holding on to those negative emotions like that can have a detrimental effect on your health. And not to mention your mental well-being. Not right. to even mention that, right. but it can physically harm you. But let's move on to our second, or is this our third? Our second. Wait, wait, wait. Yes. Go back to that. That was our second. Okay. On what you were building on, exercise. The science also says, get on your treadmill. Get on your bike. Get on your bike. Take a walk. Take your coffee outside. Stand in the sun. Absorb vitamin D in the morning. Do something that's healthy for you. Get away from the source of the stress. Number two, or excuse me, number three, take a break from the stress of your day. Right. Most jobs give you a 10, 15 minute break and maybe a 30 or 45 minute 
lunch. During those times, if at all possible, don't think about the work that you've got to do or the work that has happened or the stresses, but concentrate on things that are going to relax you before you get it, get up to go back to work, if at all possible. Now, I know some places it's kind of chaotic during the break time. And if you can, if it's not bending the rules or breaking the rules or anything, go find yourself a safe place. But my point is to get your mind off of the, the stressors for that 10 or 15 minutes. And then when your break is over, you can go back and tackle it with a fresh perspective. Yes. That's the point. Yes. Now, whether you do it in your car, in your bathroom, in your break room, wherever you do it, don't think about the stressors for that 15 minutes. Right. And um, if you have to, it's your break, put on some earbuds. Right. If, and surround yourself. If you have negative people in your break room, don't sit in your break room. Right? Don't, don't. Surround yourself with like-minded people, people who um, have structure, who are not gossiping, who are not looking to build that stress up in you. Uh, Surround yourself with like-minded people. So if you have a a bunch of negative people in your break room, don't sit in your break room. Find another safe place that your, your job will approve of and go there. Amen. Amen. You can also take what we call a mental health day, if that's something that if you have sick time on your job. And I know a lot of people don't have a whole lot of days that they can take off for sick. Right. Vacation or some places have personal time. Right. And if you are blessed to be at one of those kinds of places, take that mental health day. You don't have to go out of town or or to Jamaica or Cancun, any of those places. Just take that day off and Put all of the stressors out of your mind and find whatever it is that relaxes you that's moral, legal, and ethical and give yourself a mental health day. And honestly, we hear on in businesses, so a local grocery store does this. An alarm, a small alarm will go off as a reminder telling their employees that it's time for you to take five minutes for yourself. That place is Wetman's, y'all. The best store, best grocery store in the world. Let's move on. (laughs) We love Wegmans. I'm sorry. We love Wegmans. Take a mental health day. Did you know, Jill, did you know that Jesus took mental health days? In the book of Mark, chapter 6, verse 31, Jesus took a mini vacation with his disciples. He said, and I quote, come on, boys, let's let's take some time off and go over here and just chill. I'm paraphrasing grossly, but Jesus took some time off. The people were around him and they were there was crowds of people around him all the time. And he's purposely told his boys, let's go over here and relax for a while. Now, granted, the people actually <laughs> followed him over there. But the point is that Jesus, who was busier than anybody that you can think of, knew that his boy, he and his boys took some time off just to recoup. And I do like what you said earlier, surround yourself with people, like-minded people. When he did take the retreat, he went with his disciples. And you can find that in the book of Mark. Also in Mark chapter 7, verse 24, Jesus took another vacation, mini vacation. uh, The Bible records this happening about two or three times. And when I read it, I'm 
you know, I'm pleasantly, excuse me, pleasantly surprised that Jesus would take a mini vacation to recoup. And if that was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us as well. Amen? Amen. Amen. So far, we've had the things that can stress you out to forgive. Number one, to forgive anyone that has harmed you. Take a break while you're at work and sometimes take a mental health day. And fortify yourself in the word of God so that when you show up on you, on the job, you know Jesus has your back. Amen. God Amen. has your back. And start that at the beginning of the day. Right. I would even go a little further and say, end your day. Oh, I agree. With Jesus yeah. as well. Yeah. So that you can have a peaceful night's sleep. Yeah. And because sleep is so important. It Amen. is so important for your mental health. Now, while we're on that subject, here's something that's not in our notes. And science has been telling us this for a while, too. An hour and a half or so before bed, it is a good practice to turn off the TV, social media, whether that be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, all of those social media sites. Turn them off. Yes. Not only the blue light or the light that comes from these devices, but also the, the mental engagement that comes from those things. Those things can get us hyped up. And there's always, and you know, these devices are listening to us anyway. So if you're talking about how stressful your day is to somebody on that, they're going to send stuff in your news feed that's going to heighten. It, it's true. They <laughs> it's do. Heighten that, Remember that, that day we were in, we were, you were preaching and you brought up this restaurant that you loved and you had the phone on the table down in front of you. And then the phone went off. Then the phone beeped, (laughs) and it's a coupon for that that restaurant. restaurant. (laughs) So you know what? That's not going to stress me out either. That knowing that these devices are listening to them, and I know people will say, "Well, well, here's how you turn it off." This, that, okay, whatever. I found a secret to that. Since they are listening, sometimes I pull up my phone and I just go to preaching to myself so that they can hear it. Really? So we're, eva- we're evangelizing the people that listen behind the scenes. Okay. <laughs> so I, one day I'm going to go in and, uh, and tell Alexis and just start preaching to her. <laughs> okay. So now with all of this being said, and, you know, we are, we are believers in the word of Jesus Christ and God Almighty, but on our jobs, we cannot be going and... Evangelizing there, our coworkers. That's right. So Unless. We, the caveat here is you have Jesus in your life. Jesus is going to protect you from any enemy that comes upon you. But you can't go into your workplace and preach about the word of Jesus Christ. What if I work for a church? Well, that's a little different, <laughs> isn't it? And, it is. <laughs> and honestly, there's businesses out there that may be okay with it. Right. But know your work policies and know whether or not it's okay on that job, on your job or not. Now, here's how the Bible is also a practical resource as well. The scripture says, let your light so shine that men would see your good works or your good deeds and they would want to glorify God. What is it saying? It's saying that your behavior on that job, your attitude on that job, Amen. your response to bosses on that job, your outlook on life on that job can do all the preaching that you need to be done. And we do say that you need to set the example as a good Christian. Amen. 
in in Christian behavior, what Jesus Christ would expect you, how he would expect you to behave. And to follow up with that, Jill, uh, let's go back to when we were talking about you're in your break room and there's gossip and backbiting and all this kind of stuff going on during Seeds the break of time. dissension. You as a Christian, you don't have to get, be involved in that. Right. But you as a Christian can be courageous and stand up or maybe not stand up, physically stand up, but stand up and say, you know, I appreciate what you guys are saying, but I really don't want to hear the negativity. Right. I, I right. serve I serve God and whether the bosses are good or bad, I'm not going to talk about them. Right. And I'd appreciate it if you guys didn't do that here. Now, that might grant you some enemies, but remember, remember, God has got your back. And some people will respect that. And I mean, they'll talk about you behind your back like they do the bosses, but at least, right. at least you won't be forced to listen to the negativity and start to stress you out so much. Right. A- amen? Amen. Now, let's give a wrap up here. Points of interest. Mentally prepare yourself for a stressful day. Getting into the word of God early in the morning and meditating on that word. Thinking about nothing except that scripture or chapter or how that you've just read. And God says that he would be with you and he would comfort you. Number one. Or number two. Forgive anyone that has harmed you. And I don't and that includes all kinds of harm, psychological harm. Yeah, this goes past the workplace too, right? Right, right. Well, yeah. So anyone in your life right. who's causing you distress or harm. That doesn't make it okay that that person did what they did. Right. That's just saying that you're not gonna hold on to those negative emotions and it begins to poison your mind and your spirit, and then that poison spills over to other people in other areas of your life. That's the root cause of why God is saying, forgive those who have. In fact, that scripture in uh, Matthew 5, 44, it says, forgive those that despitefully you, people who purposely use you and persecute you. Yep. That's another part of that scripture. People that literally persecute you, that are going out of their way on purpose to try to bring you down. Right. Forgive them. Why? So that your spirit, your your mentality, your your outlook on life won't get so bogged down and tainted and, and negative that it starts to affect you in a physical and mental way. And, and that can bleed over into your family, yes, into your home we've seen life. It many times. So forgive that person that has harmed you. Right. In fact, the Bible says to do what? To pray for that person. Yep. To pray. Because when what happens when you are praying for someone that has persecuted you? God is, re- you are releasing yourself yep. from that negativity. Freeing yourself. Freeing yourself. So it's not even about that person anymore. It's about freeing yourself so that you can go on and live that stress-free life that God wants for his children. Take a break. Yes. Build into your schedule that you have a few moments of peace. Amen. Amen. And if at all possible, take a mini vacation. Doesn't have to be in some faraway place. It could be just home in your backyard. Take a mini vacation. Jesus did it. And if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for me. Yeah. Amen. 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 We, We often go to parks and just take a a beautiful scenic walk or a bike ride. Um, We're fortunate. We have a lot of area parks that are just built for doing those very things. And 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 at the end of a long day, it's just a good way to release. 
And if you can bring a couple grandbabies that that make you smile just to be around them, then that's even better. Maybe that should have been uh, step number five. <laughs> Spend more time with the grandbabies. Well, if you have grandbabies. If you have grandbabies. If you don't, get you some. <laughs> they They're will, worth the wait, y'all. They're definitely worth the wait. In fact, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I, you know what I was going to say. No, don't say it. Because <laughs> my kids might be listening. <laughs> Love them dearly. But anyway, let's wrap up today, my friends. Um, now, listen, if you have been listening to the bro- the podcast for any length of time and you have decided, you know what? I feel something calling me to this thing called Jesus. Then, my friend, that's God drawing you closer to him that he does. Amen. And he wants you to know that he wants to have a personal growing relationship with you. And it starts by believing on his son, Jesus Christ, for the Bible says in in, in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever would believe on him, believe that he came, that he died and rose from the dead and is coming back. If you just believe that story, the Bible says that you too can be saved. Say this simple prayer with me. God wants you to be a part of his family. He wants to write your name in a book in heaven called the Lamb's Book of Life. Say this prayer with me. Father, forgive me for waiting this long to come to you and for all the sins that I've done that violate your your love. I repent of those things right now. I want Jesus to be my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on that cross so that I could be forgiven. And I receive him now, and I receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, which will empower me to live a righteous life in God's eyesight. I receive this and believe it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my friends, if you said that with a sincere with a sincere heart, the Bible let us know that you have been born into his family and he wants to shower you with his love. And he is preparing your hearts to be able to receive that love. Now, if you need further information or clarification, all the ways to contact us is in the description box on this podcast. And until next time, stay safe and God bless. And may God bless. And we'll see you next week on This Is Not Your Parents' Religion podcast.